Watches podcast, we tackle a question that I'm sure many of us have faced. You ever found that watch where you're like, I like this a lot, except this one thing that I can't unsee anymore? We discuss watches we would want with an asterisk if they would just change this one thing. Uh, Again, apologies. We run a little bit long again, but it's a fun topic and you can see that we go into a, uh, we start with a Hamilton Hootenanny. There's a Rolex rant. There's a couple of Omega opinions. You know, we go all over the place on this. So uh, I think it's something that'll uh, hit close to home for a lot of folks and it's a lot of fun. And we'd also love to hear your takes on this subject. Uh, Hit us up on Instagram. All right. Well, I'm pretty excited about this episode. We were talking about what we were going to talk about uh, on the episode before we started recording, and I think it'll be, uh, it might be one that runs a little bit over again, so two in a row going significantly over a half hour. I apologize in advance for that. Plus, never a bad thing, though. You know, that's, that's never bad. Well, it could be, but in my mind, it's not bad. I love talking. Yeah, I mean, I think people like the banter. We've been told yeah. we have good banter. <laughs> We, I mean, we came into that one, you know, with a pre-existing uh, banter because we all were friends before we started this. This is correct. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so just to to keep things moving, uh, Spangler, what's what's on your wrist right now? Uh, oh, I've got the uh, the old faithful Black Bay Fifty Eight on the wrist tonight. Uh, get a little warmer here in Cincinnati, so I figured I'd switch to a. Uh, Mostly all steel outfit for my uh, wrist. Nice. What about you? Classic. I love that one. Can't go wrong with it. I just posted a pre-record snapshot of what I am wearing. So I've got on my Tudor Fast Rider Black Shield, the uh, black and white version, and I've got it on the uh, snow camo gray, black, and lighter gray Horus strap, um, which means that I can wear it a little bit more consistently through the summer. Um, <laughs> I had a 24, or I still have a 24-inch NATO, but it yep. just doesn't sit as good on the wrist, like just what, for whatever reason. I don't like that that particular strap. Didn't buy it from Zach since he doesn't sell 24-inch straps, as we've talked about. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just it isn't as comfortable. So I got this rubber strap and been really digging it. Um, and since we're all working from home and the office situation is a little bit more casual, I've been wearing it a lot more. And uh, actually mowed the lawn in it today, something I probably would have never done, but it's just like, at this point, it's just, <laughs> why not? I don't, I don't think there's a, a more badass name or a color combination for a strap than snow camo. Oh, something yeah. about it. Well, it's great because, you know, it's spring in Cincinnati right now, so it blends right in with the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Buzzy, what you got on? Okay, I have my Orient Mako on. Uh, busted that out earlier today because I, too, had to do some mowing, and uh, the, the Mako and mowing just made sense. Oh, yeah. I, we love the alliteration. I, yeah, and I honestly did not plan that. <laughs> it's got the ever-handy uh, day and date complication i know that uh i was listening to uh 10 and 2 earlier in the week and um i forgot which host was uh noting that she didn't have any watches with the day and date and thought that would be more helpful um you know right now because we don't have a lot of the the things that uh 
make you realize, oh, it's a Monday, oh, it's a Tuesday. Oh, so. I definitely for like definitely earlier this week forgot what day it was, and I think it, oddly enough, it might have been Wednesday. And my wife was like, oh, man, it feels like Thursday. And I was like, really? Because to me, it feels like Tuesday. Like, I don't even know what <laughs> it, It's uh, all blurred together at this point. One of, uh, one of my, my buddies, one of my old roommates at, uh, at Dame said that uh, every day feels like a weekday. It kind of uh, does. Every, every night uh, feels like a weekend with nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. So... Is is yeah. that is no, that I, what you Notre Dame guys call it? The Dame? No, just Buzz. <laughs> That's what I call it. Just me. <laughs> I, I can say, say just Buzz. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just Buzz. <laughs> yeah, for those li- for those listening, I did not know go go to Notre Dame. The other two uh, folks on the podcast did. If you couldn't tell, this is this is accurate. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for outing us. <laughs> well, what can I say? I mean, you guys have a, a loyal fan base. Somebody, some some guys might like that. You never know. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, we'll find out, huh? Uh-oh. All right. Well, what what are you guys drinking? Uh, well, I've actually got a I've got some whiskey. I picked up some new stuff um, yesterday, actually, and it's a uh, I, I decided to go a little differently this week um, from my typical American based stuff, and I decided to go overseas, and I picked up mm. some uh, Kurayoshi Eight Year Single Malt Whiskey. Ooh, out of Japan. I hope my pronunciation was good enough. I'm sure it wasn't, but uh, it, uh, it's, it's good stuff. Um, kind of sweet, uh, pretty smooth in the tongue, um, some hazelnut overtones, um, and also some uh, like a caramel banana aftertaste. Kind of weird, hmm. but I like, I like it. Definitely a little bit I've more. Always heard, I've always heard good things about Japanese whiskey. I just I've not tried any yet, and I feel like I should because I feel like it's a whole, a whole other world. I mean, I know there's bourbon here. And then, you know, throw rye into the mix. And then scotch, obviously. Yeah. A lot of good scotches that I like. But I haven't really dabbled in Japanese whiskey. And I feel like it's a whole other rabbit hole to go down. From, but I feel, like it's not a, I feel like it's not a bad one. <laughs> no, I mean, from the forums I read, like, before I, like, ended up, like, taking a plunge, uh, they described it most like single malt scotch uh, whiskey. And it, it definitely does have that kind of a mouthfeel to it. Um, hmm. But it, does, it has its own unique like a sort of a personality we'll say that nice so i'll highly recommend it cool yeah well i was inspired by one of our listeners followers who i think we may have followed first on instagram um but shout out to ss underscore mccullough um he posted a picture of his first bottle kill of the quarantine <laughs> and I tend to kind of be, I think I mentioned this on another podcast, I tend to drink what I have the most of, so I end up with all these bottles with like one little bit left. I'm like, oh, I'm saving it, oh, I'm saving it. <laughs> so tonight, I finally, I finally killed the last of the Breckenridge, so that's what uh, I'm drinking, the, the Breckenridge, the, uh, the highest distillery in the United States out in Breckenridge, Colorado. So it's not aged as long as other ones, but I think something with the altitude, it's super smooth, big fan, like it yeah. quite a bit, but I am now out of it. I can say. Damn. It's a shame. It's Buzz, a shame. what about you? I mean, what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I could tell you that I'm drinking another sous vide old-fashioned, but that would be a lie. Ooh. Uh, just because nice. uh, Michael just uh, loves uh, old-fashioned so much, I-, I figured I'd throw that, throw that jab in. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> 
So I've, I've actually got some Irish whiskey out, uh, and I have a uh, paddy, um, which is nothing particularly expensive or special. Uh, I really uh, take to enjoying it. It's funny, I didn't have any of it when we were over there a few years ago. I saw plenty of signs and mm-hmm. you know whatnot. I just never... Uh, Never tried it over there, yeah. and um, it is—it's very, very mild. It reminds me of kind of like a, a Highland type of uh, Scotch. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's you know very mild in that way. I do not—you uh, know—it doesn't make me feel uh, bad one bit to be a complete philistine and uh, <laughs> throw it on rocks. Um, yeah, it's it's inexpensive. It's it's a good good drinker. So yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm working on. It's quite a bit of variety from the three of us. We've got a a non a non bourbon whiskey from the states. We've got a a Japanese single malt, and we've got an Irish whiskey. That's uh, we're we're bra- broadening our horizons and branching out. Yeah, we're really uh, right. emphasizing the whiskey part in this episode. Finally. We really are. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it. Why not? <laughs> we should though. It's like it's half the podcast, so like we really should emphasize this more. But uh, tonight it does normally get the short shrift, you know. Yes. It does a bit. It does a bit. <laughs> well, so that covers the drink check. That covers the wrist check. Why don't we go ahead and move on to the fresh form fine? Because I think we get through this pretty quickly. We got. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff tonight. I feel this is. Just, I'm just looking forward to the main topic. So, what have mm-hmm. you guys got? Fresh form find. Um, I'll start. So I found uh, earlier today I was cruising. wasn't actually cruising for this watch, uh, but I found it nonetheless. Uh, I found a uh, Navitimer mm-hmm. uh, reference eight oh six. And it's from uh, 1971. Um, it's on uh, Watch You Seek, uh, but I guess it's got 253 posts. Yeah. So this uh, uh, Navi 806, because I, I mean, everyone knows kind of an abstract what a Navitimer looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Big slide rule, subdial, you know, crazy. I mean, it's it's a watch if you like a lot of stuff on your watch right but what i thought was so neat about this one is um it is a hand wound uh movement i think a venus movement Hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's very modestly sized right it's uh, 40 millimeter diameter and it's uh, 13 millimeters thick it's got a plexiglass uh crystal on it and it's it's also it's the uh uh, layout with the uh, sub registers at or the sub dials. I mean at uh, uh, nine, six, and three, which I I find something very pleasing about that versus the the layouts with them at you know twelve, nine, and six. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I've seen quite a few of these, or you know, kind of Navi family ones that. It, the earlier ones with the hand wounds are just more reasonable thickness, um, and that's going for thirty two hundred dollars. Oh wow! Uh, feel good. free 
Uh, like I said, I was not looking for these uh, 806s specifically, and I, I just thought that this one looked kind of sharp. Uh, $3,200 might be a garbage price for it. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I just uh, saw this earlier, and I thought that it was... Uh, it was pretty slick, so... Yeah, I don't know, if I feel that's, like that's not, a pretty good price. I usually see Navitimers well north of four. Yeah, I yeah, I just, I don't know what that, that vintage market looks like. I don't know if you've got... Well, you but know, hold on, isn't the 806 the, the one they just released the new version of? Like, meaning that, the, that's the, the, a the throwback? Yeah, so there, there was two 806... I think there was two versions of the 806... Um, that I can, you know, I might be wrong here, but, um, there was one, um, the later version with the twin jet logo, um, and then there's an earlier version, which I believe they did the reissue off of, which had more of a, a gilt colored dial scheme. I mean, either way though, you're, you're getting the, what I think what everybody likes about that new version and being so true to the old one is it's 40 millimeters, it's thinner, it's got the, the... Three six nine yeah. chronograph layout. I mean, yeah, I just looked like a very uh, very sharp little dude, and uh, sure seems like it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I found. Evan, what what'd you find? Um, well, I'm going a little bit. Uh, we, we always mention Doxa on the podcast, but I mean, I don't think we've ever done a fresh form find for one. Um, it's because they hold their value so well. <laughs> they are. They are. They're one of the weird watches that are a lower, you know, quote unquote, lower price tiered watch, but they hold their value better than a lot of those sub two thousand dollar watches, which is. I mean, you wouldn't expect. We talked that. about that, like, like for, for, for what you would pay for a new one versus what you'd pick one up on a form. Yeah. It's like, well, for another hundred bucks, I might as well just get my own new one, right? Yeah. Like, because oh, it's absolutely. usually within a yeah. hundred or two. Like at that point, I'd they're, rather have the yeah. new one with the warranty. Yeah, like the they're the, the Toyota Tacoma of watches. <laughs> they really are. It's crazy. Um, and this one is a uh, it's a Doxa Sub One Thousand T um, from two thousand six. So. Um, from my understanding, Doxa did a, a run from like 2006 to seven. Um, they came these sort of like um, conical-looking ca- uh, cases. Uh, it's a Dox on them, um, but this one's sort of interesting in that it's one of the ones that is a COSC cert- certified ETA, um, and it has the Aqualung logo on it. Um, which I don't know how many of those were produced, um, especially nowadays that since the Swatch Group will not allow a COSC certified ETA out of their, like, you know, clutches, um, this is uh, sort of <laughs> unique. Um, it says, you know, it's got the, the COSC certified on the dial. It's got the Aqualung logo. Um, I don't know if I said this, but this is the, uh, the Shark Hunter uh, dial. So it's the black dial. Um, and it's from, Which uh, is important when you're hunting down sharks. Yes, has you to be black. You don't want to give away your position. Yeah, they really hate the orange dial, apparently. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it comes with uh, comes with everything. Uh, it's got the the doxa. I guess this guy calls it the doxa tube, uh, which is that like carrying case it comes in. Uh, it's got the chronometer certificate, the warranty card, strap changing tool. Uh, you know, literally everything it came with back in two thousand six. So if you're looking for one of these more rare doxas. Uh, I can recommend this one enough. Um, and just like all docs, it holds its value. So this is probably going a little bit more than retail, but since it's so rare, uh, it's currently listed at $31.95 um, with a buy it now uh, or best offer on eBay. Uh, and I love eBay, so of course that's why I once found again, it. Once again, Evan's fresh form eBay find. I mean, you can't, you can't get around with eBay. They're just sitting right there. You just kind of kind of look around for them, you know? Sure. Uh, what it about you, like what, really... you, what you got on the docket for the so, mind? So I it's I struggle a bit, and then I kind of went down a little bit of a nomos hole, kind of unwittingly, just because every once in a while I see some club campuses come up, and you're like, I don't usually see these below a thousand, just because, and I mean I, they don't retail for much more than fifteen hundred anyway. So I mean, you, you, but still, you know. So I just kind of started going down this rabbit hole, and I found one, and I was like, oh, this is a 36-millimeter, it's 900, and I just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and then it's like, oh, this is a Club Campus 38 Night, or Noct, as they say, the 38-and-a-half-millimeter, <laughs> yeah, 8-and-a-half-millimeters thick, so very good. It's their alpha caliber, so the manual wind. It's got the uh, sub-seconds with a orange sub-seconds hand, it's got their sort of California dial with a, a 12, 2, and 10 on top, and then the 4 and 8 in Roman numerals, and then dashes elsewhere. And it, it's got a uh, kind of a, 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 a slate gray, grayish black, maybe a little hint of blue dial, obviously night, nacht, if you will. <laughs> and this is on the, uh, Watch You Seek with uh, somebody who's got 660 posts and has been a member since 2006 for $850. Shipped to the lower 48. Yeah. Uh, that includes deal. shipping. So yeah, that's, that seems like a pretty uh, pretty solid deal. It looks like it comes with everything. Box, papers, the original gray strap, which looks like it's... I mean, he does note that you know there's a scratch on the... Uh, what does it say? Currently on a brown suede. Nick on one of the bezels at, at 12 o'clock. Or Nick on the bezel at 12 o'clock and then a scratch on one of the lugs. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You're going to wear the watch, so, like, what does it matter, really? <laughs> does, like, it come a, it's does, not it, that... does it come with a bracelet or is it on a, a strap? So this is before Nomos built their bracelets. So uh, okay. it, um, it's, on, it's on two straps. So, I mean, again, gotcha. I, I go back and forth on Nomos. They're one of those brands that, that you're like, oh, I like, I like a lot of their stuff. But it's like, but... Are they are they expensive? Like, and and not very many people have them because there's no AD here in Cincinnati. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen a club campus, and I think I think our buddy who had that might have let it go, or he's thinking about letting it go. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was at Cincy Watches who had it, so he can he can message me and tell me whether or not he still has it because I know I definitely saw it at one of the Red Bar meetups, but I can't remember whether or not he still has that. Yeah. But. So I. I uh... I've seen a couple of them in the flesh. I visited an AD when I was uh, in Chicago a year ago, I think, uh, for work. And uh, I really like a lot of their their pieces. Um, it, it is really hard to um, 
state how thin and just what a, a really different uh, aesthetic that they have they have um, it's hard to experience that um, just looking at the pictures you really need to to get one on the wrist um, oh yeah eight and a half I, millimeters seems super thin compared to everything else that I own oh it really is and I I also tried on the uh, uh, tangenta Oh yeah, uh, which is the their square mm-hmm. one, which I thought was was pretty slick, and it it was uh, funny how um, how wide, you know, just like how much surface area there was for something so thin. Um, <laughs> it just uh, it was kind of funny. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I do I I really really like them. I I love California dials. I think that those are just uh, just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so that, that sounds like a really cool find. Yeah. So anybody's interested, that one's out there. So Spangler, I think this one was your idea. So why don't we? T- why don't you give us an intro to the main topic before it devolves into chaos? Yeah. So um, if you if you happen to tune in last week, we uh, we had a short uh, interlude where Buzz uh, talked about a little Hamilton hoot nanny um, about the uh, <laughs> Hamilton intramatic chronograph. Um, and I'll be talking about that a little bit more later. Um, but um, it kind of divulged into, you know, we all, you know, like watches. I'm sure we have a bunch of ones saved in various locations. But um, when it comes down to it, some of them just have a certain feature about them that, like, we're 99% ready to push the buy button, except for this one thing about the watch. Um, and so this week we thought we would uh, sort of divulge a little bit more into that and go into a couple of different watches that we, uh, we really do enjoy, like a lot, um, and would probably buy except for one thing about the watch that is keeping us from buying it. So to keep, to, to keep with our theme of alliteration, these, this, this segment or this, this theme, and we're going to ask you guys to go ahead and add us with watches you would also want. So this segment's called... Watches we would want asterisk, meaning except for this one thing. <laughs> except for, yeah. Gotta, gotta stick with the alliteration. Hence, hence the title of the episode. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, who wants right. to go first here? Well, you, I mean, I think you kind of alluded to the first one. I think I know which one you're going to talk about first, so why don't you go ahead and hit that, get that Hamilton chrono out of the way. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's the Hamilton Intramatic Chronograph, and it's uh, 14.45 millimeters tall. Um, uh. and, uh, that's really all you need to know about it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, that's too yeah, many millimeters. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a uh, 14.45 millimeters tall. Um, if you didn't catch it the first time, um, but, uh, it comes in with, um, a value seven, seven, five, three, um, which if, if you, you all are out there and you haven't really experienced a value seven, seven, five, three. They're great chronograph movements. Um, they're not column wheel. Um, but the the interesting thing about them is that they uh, have a sort of wobble to them. So if you ever hold one and you hold it in your hand and you shake it around, you will really feel the wobble in the rotor because uh, I guess it only winds in one direction or something like that. Someone can uh, correct me if that's wrong. Um, uh, but nope, that's right. I'm wearing one right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. You got one with the uh, – yeah, you're too, you're too fast forever. Um, yeah, so they wind in one direction. So you get a lot of wobble in them, which is, you know, I'm okay with that. I don't really mind that aspect of it. 
it's just the 14.45 millimeters thick. Um, that is my one gripe about that watch. Um, I, you know, every single form find I find on it, every single one on eBay, uh, I'll save it. I'll, you know, look at it, you know, at least probably once a week, uh, depending on which ones and where I find them at. Um, but, um, you know, I, it's just a beautiful looking watch. Like the dial's amazing. Uh, the date is placed at six o'clock. It looks awesome. Uh, no crown guards, 40 millimeters. Um, the lugs, the lugs are actually a little bit longer. So it wears a little bit bigger than a 40. I was going to mention that that to me is almost worse than the, the, I think it's the combination of how thick it is with the 40 millimeters and the longer lugs that makes it wear just slightly awkward. If it was a 42 in that thick, it may not have the same issue. Or if the lugs were a little bit more downward sloped, it may not have the same issue. It just, I've tried it on too. And it's the same thing. It's like, this seems thicker than it should be, but it also seems like these lugs are too long. It just, it just wears weird. I, 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 I want to love it so bad. And the only one that I would buy, um, so they're, they're, they come in actually three variations, right? There's a blue dial, with white subdials um, in 40, and I believe there is a white uh, white dial with black subdials in 40, and there's also a limited edition in 42 millimeters that is a black dial with it's, it's the reverse panda black dial uh, white sub registers on it. Um, all have the same movement, uh, all same thickness, um, and it's just the dial. The dial is just so freaking awesome on it um it's perfect (laughs) it's just it's it's perfect in my mind uh the date at six is awesome uh it's nothing extra on it uh you know tachometer scale on the outside uh no crown guards on a chronograph which i i like it looks definitely a more classic look to it um but it just wears so tall and so you know if hamilton if you if you're out there and you're listening to this just please take the rotor off the movement get some sort of you know hand wound movement in this chronograph uh i know swiss made hand wounds can be a little bit finicky when it comes to sourcing them uh you know i honestly don't know that many offhand uh, i don't know if you guys do but you know my mind really only goes to value uh for chronographs um i mean I, fe- I feel like they might be related to a company that's kind of known for a hand wound chronograph I'm sure they can figure something out, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might know a couple companies there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I feel like it's, they should be able to find something. But, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, if the watch went down to, like, 12, 11 millimeters thick with a hand-wound movement, you know, it would be – I'd pay full retail for it immediately. It's just so awesome. Um, just with that wobble, which really isn't that big of a deal. Uh, the wobble and and just how thick it is, I just I can't buy it. You know, I mean it's it retails for twenty one ninety five, um, and you can really find them used in that twelve to thirteen range. Even I've even some found some lower, like in the thousand dollar range. Um, so I'd say about a grand to thirteen hundred dollars, you can find them on the used market. But it's still it's like just. Uh, Take out the rotor, make it a hand wound, like it should be. You're doing a vintage inspired watch. Why not make it hand wound? Like the the model you based off of was hand wound. And also, that's another gripe. Now that I'm talking about this, if you're making a vintage inspired watch, don't slap an automatic movement in it when it originally was hand wound. That drives me crazy. So those are my two cents on 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 that watch. Uh, you know, and I'm interested to see what uh, you guys have to say about it. That's more like a dollar fifty. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I yeah, it's, it's one of those watches. I, uh, I'm very passionate about it. I just Hamilton, if you're listening, I you can you can hire me. I, I I'll work for you guys. I'll make. You oh, they ride. most certainly are not. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't ruin this for they me. They don't have to hire you. You already gave away the uh, the secret sauce. Make it thinner. Yeah. Hey, Basel World 2021, watch out, Hamilton. <laughs> if it happens, All right, Buzzy, I, what have you got? So just one thing before I launch into mine. I, I feel your pain on this one, Evan. <laughs> like specifically that blue dial, it is like so, so perfect. Oh, that's awesome. God, I love it <laughs> and it's just it's too too thick for my taste. I mean it's a watch we all really like. <laughs> I really like it. Yes. It's it's awesome. <laughs> Ugh, it hurts me. <sighs> I know. Well, uh, so I have, uh, actually, I've got two to talk about. Uh, I'm going to really quickly, our, our uh, discussion earlier about the, uh, the club campus, the Nomos club campus, I have a very minor, um, you know, kind of not, it's not, it would not even raise to the level of a gripe, uh, <laughs> right? But when I was trying them on, I really, really liked it, but that case is all polished. Yes. And it's not it's not like polished to a mirror finish or anything like that, but it's enough that I just the lugs seem kind of odd to to me to for them to be so polished and so small and kind of not uh not really well defined yeah uh, that that's one that like for example if i i got one of those uh if i if i picked up your fr- your fresh forum fine uh spence and you know pissed off my wife uh i would uh take <laughs> the <laughs> I, w- I would take a uh, scotch bright to it i i believe like right away yeah. um i i think that it would look pretty sharp with just a a you know brush uh finish i think it would really add a lot uh to it because really the the dial not only the layout and the design but but the um the application of the the numerals I and mean, it's all painted that's the star of the show who who cares about the case <laughs> the case is just there to serve you up that gorgeous dial yeah you know so all right, that's that's my nomos side. Dankeschön for the time. <laughs> uh, my <laughs> my main entree uh, for tonight. So I, I'm the guy on this podcast who wears the smallest watches. I would say that's that's not even a, a question. Yeah, that's right? that's nobody, definitely accurate. Yep. <laughs> nobody else has a a 34 that he wears all the time. That being said, I've got a seven and a quarter inch wrist and it's fairly flat so i can wear a lot larger stuff too it doesn't look out of place at all um back to that chicago trip uh, i visited uh, the omega uh, boutique and you know saw a variety of their watches but i had noticed that uh, the fellow at the boutique that was waiting on me 
I noticed they had something really sharp on his wrist, and I, I finally said, all right, what are you wearing? Because right? I, I actually was not that familiar with the um, with the current Omega catalog at the time. It was just kind of a blind spot of mine. Yeah. And he was wearing the Seamaster 300 Master Coaxial. And it is so great to to see on the wrist it's it's noticeable not in a flashy way but if you like watches at all you'll you'll notice something there's something really neat on 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 the wrist right if you you see someone that's wearing it i don't care about the um uh, fotina uh loom that that doesn't bother me um might might bother some people. I love that watch. And, so like, doesn't bother yeah. me. <laughs> doesn't bother, doesn't bother yeah. me either. Yep. I, I like, I like. Was it uh, the Spectre uh, special edition? Yes. Like with the twelve hour bezel and the lollipop yeah. seconds. Oh yeah. Just so cool. The the master coaxial movement is obviously really amazing. Anti magnetic, and uh, just all that great stuff. The single hour jump. Um, and I love it from the side profile. This is going to sound like a really odd comment, but I I love the the, the domed crystal and the 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 bezel, the coin edged bezel. That coin edging doesn't extend the whole depth of the bezel, and it's got a very well defined mid case with the those those straight lugs uh, coming off, and then the the case back. So I, I say all of this, and you say, okay, Buzz, where's Where's the asterisk here? Uh, same thing as Evan. It's just too damn thick. Um, one of the I'm trying to find a, a good reference online for just how thick it measures, and the the only site that I could really find said 15 millimeters, and it, uh, I don't necessarily think it's the full 15. And you know, that being said, it might it, be. It does though. have a dome. It does have a domed crystal, right? So if you're measuring to the top of that, it's going to exaggerate a little bit. But just take just take a little bit specifically out of the case back. I mean, display case backs are neat and all, but uh, I think I would rather have a, a, a millimeter back uh, than be able to, to look at the movement when the watch is off of my wrist. Um, I think that if you got that sub-14, it would be a real winner. So I, I was poking around to see, well, okay, I mean, is this is this even doable, right? So I, I know that they, they released that uh, trilogy version uh, of this, which I thought was just just super, right? It's that 39-millimeter diameter. That watch um, is awesome. I love it, the entire – I have all three of the models of the trilogy. Oh, me too. Me too. I – it, it, the uh, the loom the loom pip on the on it in that little like stargate looking uh, you know kind of keystone uh, yeah. shape on the bezel just just sweet right mm-hmm. uh, even that was uh, fourteen millimeters yeah. tall which uh, so I, I <laughs> if that's very tall for something that's sub forty. Yeah, and if brands like Rolex and Tudor can come out with watches that are sub-13 uh, with an automatic and a dive watch, I, I feel like Omega, for crying out loud, they, they should absolutely be able to like make something sub-13, you know? They do. 
So I I found on uh, Crown and Caliber when I was searching uh, Railmasters, mm-hmm. uh, it was a uh, a reference twenty five zero three point five two. Um, so that's not the current generation. It doesn't have like the crosshairs. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But. Uh, it's a thirty nine millimeter diameter and it's eleven millimeters thick and it's got a coaxial. I don't believe it's the I don't think it's the new master coaxial one, right? But eleven millimeters. So I feel like you know, my Seamaster is even thinner than fourteen and a half. Yeah. Yes. And it has a coaxial I, movement in it too. I don't think I don't know if it's a master coaxial, but it's got a coaxial movement in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just there's so so many things right about that watch, and I was really in love with it um, for quite a while after that visit. But at the end of the day, like if I want a big Omega, okay, like Planet Ocean, let's go. <laughs> you know, just uh, <laughs> go all the way, man. Exactly. You like James Bond? Let's just go for the thing that I wear with T-shirts and polo shirts only. Yeah. So. Well, I, right. I, I will say also, you mean, like you said, this watch is, it's, it's amazing, right? Like the dial is awesome. It's got that, uh, liquid metal, uh, bezel to it. Yes. Um, it's freaking awesome. I, I will say though, yeah. my one, my one gripe with this, aside from the, the thickness, which you said, um, but if, if you're making a tool watch, I don't want it to have anything polished on it. And the case on that watch is polished, and the center links on the bracelet are also polished. And that, you know, aside from the the height on that watch, that would be my biggest gripe about it. Because like I've I've seen plenty of videos where guys will go down and look at it and review the watch, and their biggest gripe is that like after a couple months of wearing it, like you really start to see the the scratches on it. And like for a tool watch that should really get worn. I feel like that's not a feature you would want. I don't know why you would go down that route, but I mean, you know, aside from that, like you said, the watch is, it's, it's stunning. I love everything about the watch. Uh, and you, you mentioned the 57 trilogy too. That watch is also stunning. Um, but yeah, that's just my, that's my gripe about it. So I've got a few, not, <laughs> not about that one. I've got a few other, other watch, okay. other watches, and I mean, I feel like this is one that there's so many pieces that you'd be like, oh, I like this, but this, or I like this, but this, but I'm going to come, come with a few popular, unpopular opinions, whatever. I'm really curious to hear what our listeners think about watches they would want. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with one that I, I, I think it, it was one of us, but it wasn't me. And I don't have this problem, but I find it hilarious is that some people, they like the first Omega in space version of the Speedmaster because it's the 40 millimeter. And then they see that alpha hand on the running seconds dial at nine o'clock. And they're like, why does that match the hour and the minute hand? It's like, I get why that matches the hour and the minute hand because that's the one that's running to say that it's running. And the other two are stick to match the chronograph hands. But that bugs some people. Doesn't bug me, but like, I get it. <laughs> um, I think the bigger ones for me, though, I'm, I'm kind of with Evan and going down a bit of a Grand Seiko um, rabbit hole, but I'm really into the spring drive movements. And there's a couple that, you know, I, I go back and forth on, is that going to be the next piece in the collection at some point? Mm-hmm. You know, we're not quite sure, but there are, and I know that they've come out with some thinner ones that are manual wound, but 
there's two things with a lot of the spring drives and specifically let's talk about the one that was insanely popular for a while two years ago or three years ago when it came out the snowflake i don't know the reference number so feel free to to at me with that i don't know what it is it's SBG but the original something. yeah sbg something <laughs> the original spring drive snowflake beautiful watch beautiful watch mm-hmm. a little bit too thick and it's in titanium which i don't typically have a problem with titanium but it just it, it wears lighter and it doesn't feel like and, and there's two different types of wrist presence i think there's the presence of wow that's a striking timepiece on your wrist and then there's the presence of i feel like i've got something well crafted and well made on my wrist and to a certain degree even though i know it's harder to work with titanium and it's almost a, a higher a higher version of craftsmanship it feels lightweight on the wrist absolutely so so the snowflake would love it in steel would love it to be like again i feel like thickness is kind of a theme here but like two millimeters thinner would be great two millimeters thinner would be great yeah i've also got a couple other rabbit holes we can go down (laughs) um and we joked about this uh yes the new spitfire chronograph the iwc spitfire chronograph does have an in-house movement but the pilot's chronograph doesn't and that's a great entry-level chronograph get your like Get your own in-house movement in it, IWC. And while you're at it, make it two millimeters thinner. Yep. <laughs> Again, just theme here. If if Rolex can make the Daytona up like in the 13 millimeter, or how, does anybody know offhand what the de- de- the de- thickness is on the Daytona? I don't know, but the one time the one time that they let me try the white ceramic Daytona on at Richter and Phillips, which shout out to Richter and Phillips. Yeah. So um, they're still doing there, stuff if, if online and Rolex delivering. If you guys are still looking thin, to buy, they're doing some why, stuff by appointment why only. No one else can. Giving like, my boy Blake a it, shout it out. Blows, I know this is kind of tough for them. So if you're still interested, give them a call. They're, 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 they're trying to work through it. Um, it wears so well, and it's, it's surprisingly thin. Like, it is so thin for a chronograph. So, it's amazing. I have no idea. Oh. Oh. And speaking of our friends at Rolex, I've got, I've got two gripes. One, <laughs> one, and this one's a big one, and I know that... And I know that they are very much of the opinion of my watch should look like this um, down to the point where they won't sell you certain bracelets or certain straps to go. Like they won't sell you an Oyster Flex to put on a sub, but they also don't want their ADs selling the aftermarket ones as well. So like I, I kind of get that they, they have a certain aesthetic they're going for. They didn't always used to be like that. Back in the day, you could choose what bracelet you wanted on your GMT Master. And it wasn't a delineation in the reference number as to what colorway you had. It was just a GMT Master Reference X. And then you could buy other bezels and swap them out. And there's no way to know what that watch originally came with unless you had a description of it. I kind of, like, less so about the bezel, but I kind of wish that, like, okay, I'm buying, I want to buy a root beer. I want to buy the new root beer. I should have the option to buy that on an Oyster or on a Jubilee if I want. Like, it only goes on certain watches, so, like, like kind of what they do with the date just, they should apply that to, like, the GMT Master, too. Like, let me choose whether I want an oyster with the polished center link, whether I want a matte oyster, whether I want a Jubilee. They should also let me choose on a Submariner 
do I want that or can I buy can I buy an Oyster Flex to go on that as well? Like I think a sub on an Oyster Flex would look great. I bought an Everest strap. Shout out to Everest um, for my Submariner because I love the look of my of my Hulk on a rubber strap. I think it's great for the summer. Like Rolex could do that. So like like let the people choose, guys. You don't always know best. Because at the end of the day, like. It's just, it's such an artificial um, thing that they're doing. They, they don't need, you know, any, uh, any of these things to delineate between the different collections, right? People are going to have the same reverence for a, a Daytona or for a GMT Master II, you know, regardless of whether you can do this big a la carte thing or not. You know, it's that's what's frustrating about it. It's not like, it's not like the, you know, yeah, one of the bracelets like, is markedly better than it, like, the other. Why, so they why, they why stick not? you with the the crummier one uh, entry level. I mean, the only thing I can think yeah, of is maybe it helps with counterfeiting up. that you know that like unless it looks like this, something's not original. And I, I mean, maybe that's it. I don't know because I know they're probably the most faked brand out there. Yeah, and like when it when it comes down to it, like I see like plenty of Daytonas on Jubilees. I've seen like Explore ones on Jubilees. Like just having the option to like be able to switch out your bracelets or like is such a cool thing to do. Like honestly, like when you switch them out, like it it really like just changes the entire aesthetic of the watch. Like right? Yes. Yeah, like you know it's um, I yeah. don't know um it it just I don't know like if when you go into the store like I would love to have the option. To be like, hey, you know, there's a Daytona. Like, I'd love to have it on a Jubilee or a Submariner. Like, yeah, put it on rubber. Like, I don't know. It's just I'm being like the typical Rolex pretentiousness, I guess. You know. Oh yeah, well, that's no, just I'm, it. I'm with you. I mean, that's just like, because really you what, could. That's just really what it comes down to. You know, like them just like sticking to their guns, like being like, you know, f you, we don't really care. Which is like unfortunate, but like that's you know kind of how the way it is these days. Well, but because they used to give you that option though. That's what blows my mind is like they used to give you that option on certain watches and now they don't, and they still well, do sure. on others. Like. So here's here's the the thing, right? It, it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, you know, every single uh, one you can order a la carte. Just give us the option, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be nice to, you know, only spend your, you know, six and a half large ones for an Explorer one and have the option uh, of which bracelet. Um, that would be the best of all possible worlds, but I also think that, okay, if I buy it and I really wanted to cough up uh, an extra 1500 or however much these are for a Jubilee, I get, you know, at least give people the option. I mean, I can kind of, I can kind of get why, you know, they, they are, they do the segmenting thing with their clasps, obviously, yeah. right? The, the oyster clasp on the, Oyster Perpetuals versus the the flip lock versus the glide lock. So, okay, I kind of get that. It's kind of kind of hokey, but I understand that. But to not be able to have the option between a Jubilee and uh, an Oyster is just not necessary. That turned into a that, bit of a Rolex rant. <laughs> it did. It did. That being said. That well, being I've said, got, I've got one more, one last one before we close it up. 
and we joked about this. I kind of, I, 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 I have a soft spot for the Air King, especially with the new higher anti-magnetic properties on their newer movement, and a lot of, it's got a lot of good things going for it. I love the green seconds hand. I love the green Rolex text and, and the little yellow crown. I think it's just, again, I like a little bit of color. I've got the Hulk. I kind of like get, get interesting taste with stuff like that, just slightly non-traditional. Get rid of the painted on numerals, mainly because once somebody tells you, and I'm about to, I know I'm about to ruin this watch for some people. Once somebody tells you that there are eight fives on that dial, you can't unsee them. <laughs> you can't unsee them. If it just had the three, six, nine, like the Explorer with the pop of green and a, like, I would like, it'd be, it'd be like a, a funky one-off kind of like Explorer, like the Air King. It'd be, it'd be this, oh, this is this cool, funkier watch that's like less buttoned up, less than, less buttoned up than the Explorer. And it's kind of fun, but it's got eight fives on the dial. <laughs> yeah, and like the eight fives are definitely like a huge thing that I like just despise. But like, I don't know. Like you said, you like the yellow crown. Like for some reason, I just cannot like vibe with Rolex having that yellow crown there. Like the the green Rolex logo looks fine. Um, and I also like the look that it looks like an Explorer One. You know, um, <clears throat> but like it's it's just like the yellow crown. Like the green and yellow doesn't look good on that watch for some reason. That's like my biggest gripe about it, which, you know, it's fine, but I don't know if I'm spending whatever thousands of dollars on that watch, like I, I don't want that on there. It just seems crazy to me. Like why put that gross color scheme on oh, there? Oh, that they added one additional color? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's, it's, that's just one, my gripe about it. You know, some people like it, some people don't. It's a very uh, polarizing watch, which is fine. You know, it's good for some people, but you know, unfortunately it's just not, you know, it's not a, not up my boat. Well, the funny thing is, like, this is, like, and that's the watch last week Zach said that he owned the longest. I actually really, really like that watch. It's just, I'm looking at it, and it's like, once somebody told me there's eight fives on it, I was like, well, now I can't unsee that, and now it's going to be in the back of my head. Like, that's a lot of fives. Like, they're everywhere. They're everywhere on that dial. Would it be, be Would it be better? <laughs> okay. Would it be better if it was called the Five King? Maybe. <laughs> Rolex, hashtag all the fives. <laughs> God, Rolex. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's just a watch that could be so good, but, like, and, like, I had another gripe, but, like, for the life of me, I cannot figure out what it was. Sorry for the derail. I know, I had a big rant on this, but, like, I, I honestly cannot remember. So it's probably a good thing. Buzzy swoops in to make a, a cheap joke and derails your yeah. cogent point. Test, test, test. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, well. Probably wasn't that... Yeah, it would have yeah, been a ridiculous tangent, I'm sure. Which we don't need at this point. <laughs> you know, we've already gone too many tangents, so it's okay. We don't need it. All right. Well, I think that... Does that pretty much wrap it up? It does. And, and just total disclaimer on this. Like, if anyone wanted to give me any of those watches, I really wouldn't care that much. Like, we are uh, obviously picking nits. Uh, well... That's what we said. It's watches we want or we would want. And it's just that one little thing. It's like, yeah, somebody like if I'm going to get if I can get a heck of a deal on one of these, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking past the one issue I have. (laughs) Oh, big, big time. I'm just uh, I'll be a short, short sleeved uh, type of dude with my (laughs) 300 master coaxial, you know, I mean, yeah, like no no problem. That's the funny thing. The other thing I would say, too, is. 
all of our listener, if you want, please feel free to uh, <laughs> let us know what uh, what watch you would want. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the hashtag out on Tuesday when I release this. So um, so it'll be hashtag 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 watches we would want asterisk. <laughs> the asterisk is important. <laughs> Very important. Asterisk, and I'm gonna trademark it. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, it's fun as always, gentlemen. Uh, this is this is a fun topic. Thanks for coming up with it, Spangler. It always enjoy Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, uh, and keep keep so keep keeping on, keep on keeping on, keeping uh, the social distancing going, helping uh, flatten the curve for the the doctors and nurses out there. Yep. And uh, while while you're bored, maybe go on the Instagram page, right. check it out. Yeah, uh, go on the Instagram page, check it out. Like, comment for the really a good for whatever algorithm Instagram has. Oh yes, comment on the Instagram page. I want to say shout out to everyone. I put out a little bit of a challenge yesterday, thinking we were going to record yesterday, saying, "Hey, we're four away from 300. Uh, help us get there before we're done recording." And since we're done recording, I can tell you that you all did such a great job that we now have. 328 followers so that's fantastic that's awesome great job everybody tell your friends and if all of you 328 followers who aren't listeners which is kind of silly because i'm talking to people who aren't listening would listen to the podcast that would be great too so uh anyway it's uh it's been fun and we'll uh we'll catch y'all next week thanks for joining me guys yep oh yeah been real fun